Welcome to the Original Retro Brand Podcast. And it is amazing what a hat does. I mean, if you combine the love of your country, because so many of our hats have the American flag, right? With the love of your team or your company or whatever, that's a really powerful combination. And for that young 25-year-old guy, when he put a hat on, a lot of the burns were covered. Hello, and welcome to the Original Retro Brand Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Crutcher. On today's episode, we will be talking to Dot Sheehan, founder, president, and CEO of Operation Hattrick. We at the Original Retro Brand are proud to partner with Operation Hattrick as they honor, support, and help rebuild the lives of American service members and veterans in so many ways. It's an incredible organization, and we'll talk to Dot in just a few minutes. Today's episode is brought to you by the Original Retro Brand. Remember your favorite t-shirt growing up? It was super soft and nothing in the world felt better. The Original Retro Brand has recreated that shirt by combining all the same qualities of a great fitting vintage t-shirt with classic logos from the past and present. Retro Brand has developed state-of-the-art techniques in garment dyeing and softening in order to produce this one-of-a-kind vintage feel on our t-shirts. We design and manufacture collections with leading sport entities, including the College Vault and over 700 universities. In addition, the original retro brand has an extensive collection of high-end vintage pop culture and music products featuring Guinness Beer, Miller Coors, General Motors, ACDC, Blondie, Def Leppard, Jimi Hendrix, Pink Floyd, The Police, and many more. And for the most comfortable t-shirts available on the entire planet, check out our line of Black Label Tees. In addition to our extensive online catalog, the original retro brand can be found in over 200 fashion-forward boutiques from coast to coast, high-end premium stores, as well as college bookstores, sports venues, and fan shops throughout the country. Drop by an original retro brand preferred retailer or shop our web store today at originalretrobrand.com. Our guest on this episode of the Original Retro Brand Podcast is Dot Sheehan, the founder, president, and CEO of Operation Hattrick, an incredible nonprofit organization dedicated to American service members, assisting them as they recover from the wounds of war, both visible and invisible. Today, we'll talk to Dot about some of the ways Operation Hattrick is helping those deserving individuals move past the traumas of battle so they can focus on reintegrating back to their life and families at home. It's a powerful story to tell, and Dot tells it very well, because she believes strongly in the mission of this organization. Now let's meet the founder, president, and CEO of Operation Hattrick, Dot Sheehan. Dot, can you tell us a little bit about how all of this got started? What inspired you initially? So it was in... 2007, um, I, I worked at the University of New Hampshire in athletics, and um, my job was to bring uh, programs or initiatives that would make athletics in the university look good. That was part of my job, because I was the external relations person. And I was listening to a Boston radio station, and the trivia contest question that day was, what is the one thing head wounded soldiers coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan want the most? The answer was a baseball cap. 
because it covers wounds and swelling and treatment and bandages. And it just struck me like, well, can, come on, can we just get them some hats, really? So in the middle of the night, I thought, what would I call something lived and died by hockey at UNH? So I said, okay, it'll be Operation Hat Trick. So for you know, a little bit, we decided that we would um, sell some hats to retailers. They could sell to the third one would go to VA medical centers for head wounded guys. Then that became a logistical problem. Some didn't need anymore. You know, it was getting like that. And somebody said, you need to develop a business model. And in a very short time, Operation Hattrick started to expand. One of the early inspirations was a tragedy that struck Dot's University of New Hampshire community. Two Navy SEALs, Nate Hardy and Mike Koch, trained together, fought together, and unfortunately died together in early 2008. Nate is the son of Dr. Steve Hardy and his wife Donna, colleagues of Dot's at the University of New Hampshire. Doc, can you tell us a little bit more about how Operation Hattrick began to expand? So, what did I know? Ha, huh, right, you needed a couple of things. You needed a headwear provider, which we found in 47. We needed schools to sign on, which we had one, UNH, and we needed a place to distribute headwear. And we were starting in headwear. And UNH bookstore said they would. So somebody said to me, you know, you should do something like that. But in the meantime, Nate and Mike were killed. And we asked the Hardys first if we could dedicate Operation Hattrick to Nate and Steve said, Steve Hardy said, you know, we really have to include Mike. So that's how that all came about. Uh, the Hardys are a couple who lost their first son to brain cancer when he was 18. And then they lost Nate when he was 29. They have another son, but I'm not sure how they put one foot in front of the other for a long time. And they are the most wonderful people ever, ever, ever. And we were short of being brilliant. I think we were brilliant. We put Steve on the board. So there's no funny business. Yes. We know where every dollar goes. He said, I owe it to my son. I owe it to Mike Koch. I know it, owe it to the Navy SEALs. I owe it to everybody who serves that we do this right. We are talking to Dot Sheehan, founder of Operation Hattrick. Dot, what drives the success of your organization? All it takes, Paul, is one trip to Walter Reed, and we've made six. And uh, I remember the first time we went, we went with uh, the president of the University of New Hampshire. I did a, an advanced trip, so I kind of knew what we were going to get into at the time. Walter Reed was separate from Bethesda. Now they've, they're in one location. So the old Walter Reed was about 100, 100 years old. Yeah, it was really old. Wow. Um, but, you know, when we make the first trip to Bethesda, uh, and that's where the Navy was, or that's where you had amputation, you had some amputations, you had head wounded guys, a lot of head wounded guys there. So, um, you know, going to the workout room has room for 60 warriors. And I think over time, we only saw like two or three women but if you see uh, 60 men, we went in once and they were all Marines and they were anywhere from one to four amputations. Mm -hmm. Now they, we got in a group and they said, you will see the first living quadruple amputee. I'm like, well, you know intellectually what that means, but then you say, what are you talking about? Right, yeah, what's that look like? Yeah. And they say, Brendan is 22. He lost an eye, 10 teeth, and all four limbs. I'm like, well, 
why bother, right? And right. they knew it. They said, don't give him a hat today. He's very depressed. This was June. He was hurt in April. You think he's depressed? You think? So I stood back and I'm the only one who happened to see him. I just watched when a general came in because he was a freak of nature, right? Nobody survived this. So um, he looked at the general with his good eye and he winked at him with the other one. And he said, sir, you got a cigarette? The general had no clue what to do with that. So he turned around and walked away. And Brendan looked at me and he said, I got him, didn't I? I said, oh, yeah, you sure did get him. That's for sure. Now, the next year I went, Brendan was still there, of course. Yeah. And he said, I have a new friend. And he's the level below. I'll show you. By now, Brendan is walking on prosthetics maybe 15 or 20 minutes a day. Mm. Right? And when you don't have arms... You don't have balance. Wow. And so their greatest fear is to fall. When you don't have your limbs, you have no circulation, nowhere for it to go, right? Right. So they they run hot all the time. Anybody, there are five surviving quadruple amputees. They run hot all the time because of their circulation. So he brought me over to where I could look down below and see uh, Todd, and he said he was recently injured, lost all four limbs, oh man, in a wheelchair. And he was, they told him he had hooks and he had to take a baby toy out of a crate, put it from one hand to the other and put it in a crate on this side. Cry, swear, sweat, bang his, he had a, a tray on his wheelchair. I said, Brendan, I, I just can't take this. And he said, I know, ma'am, but I'm going to help him because I've been through it. Yeah. Brendan's brother quit his job and lived with Brendan. There's like a, um, a dorm, and they paid him to take care of Brendan when he was able to get out of a bed into more or less outpatient and rehab. Mm. Um, the next year I went, Brendan is still there. <laughs> I said, where is Todd? He's running five miles today. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? He's running five miles. Sure enough, he was. Wow. So, um, yeah, I mean, and that, on that first trip, the first hat I gave to a young man, he was 25. He had triple amputee. He had shrapnel and he'd been burned. Amputee, amputations don't bother me. I thought they would, but burns do. Oof. And so he had a five-year-old and a five-month-old. That poor woman, she's trying to bathe the baby in a sink in the dorm, right? Two mm. rooms, trying mm. to take care of that baby. It cries, trying to take care of him. He's depressed. The five-year-old, God only knows. So I handed him a hat and he started to cry. And he said, ma'am, you've almost made me feel normal today. Mm. And maybe, just maybe, my five-year-old won't be afraid of me when he comes to visit today. It's not just the service members who need support, but also wives, uh, children, and other family members who are going through the process with these men and women. Can you talk a little bit about what Operation Hattrick does for families? So you say, okay, you know, what do they need when they get out? There's a whole lot of need. They may be taken, I would think, quadruple amputees are well taken care of by the government. But then you say to some parents visiting a son, how did you get here? And they say, we had to have neighbors give us some money we couldn't afford the trip. And the military didn't pay for it. And now we have to stay somewhere. And we don't have the money to stay somewhere. I think the government has since done something about that. 
Uh, we had a woman who every time her son had surgery, he really, really, really had a hard time. She built a bed out of blankets and coats and she laid beside him every time he had surgery. And she had a family back home. I look at the women and I say, who deserves a ton of credit? Yeah. A lot of these women don't have to be there. Mm. They can leave and I'm sure a lot have. Right. What they, these small women lifting 250 pound men who are triple amputees out of a wheelchair, I just don't know, yeah. right? So Travis will say, I told Kelsey, my wife, to take the baby. He had a six month old when he was hurt. Take the truck, take the car, take the bank account, leave, go. I, you didn't sign up for this. Mm. And she said, no, that's not what this is all about. He said, oh, then I find out she wants the handicap parking pass. <laughs> that's why she stay. It's just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> He'll say, listen, I'm not wounded anymore. I've recovered. I had a bad day. It was a Monday. I should have called in. <laughs> oh, God. We hear the name Operation Hat Trick, and it may seem just like a passing hockey reference or just a clever title, but you've told me that those hats that you give to recovering service members and veterans are very special to them. Can you describe that just a bit? Right, right, yeah. And it is amazing what a hat does. I mean, if you combine the love of your country, because so many of our hats have the American flag, right? With the love of your team or your company or whatever, that's a really powerful combination. And for that young 25-year-old guy, when he put a hat on, a lot of the burns were covered. Mm. Otherwise, to his five-year-old, he was a monster. So, I mean, we have other products and merchandise now, but certainly headwear is where we started. And, you know, I, I know a guy from California. He went to school at Dartmouth. And he said, when I was a sophomore, I was having dinner one night, and all of a sudden, my lemonade dripped out of my mouth, and I dropped my fork, and I knew something was wrong. And he was diagnosed with stage four brain cancer. Mm. And he said he went to Cornell Medical for his chemotherapy. So he'd ride the train from New York to Cornell, right? He said, and I wore a Boston Red Sox baseball cap. I said, Dan, what the hell did you do that for? In New York? Are you kidding me? And he said, I, I learned the value of the hat and I would have killed somebody if they'd taken my hat because I didn't feel good. I'd lost my hair. I looked terrible. He said, and that hat covered all of that. He said, I'll never forget how much that hat meant to me. Speaking of hat trick, hockey has been an important part of the recovery for many of the individuals that you're working with. Can you talk a little bit about the Warrior hockey teams and, and how that helps bring healing to those who are recovering? You know, for a long time, people thought you, uh, Operation Hattrick was just hockey. It doesn't matter what, what sport it is. It doesn't matter what it is. You know what? It's still, uh, and our tagline is, they promise to defend, we promise to support. That's what it's all about. And our key words are wounded and recovering. So we support the, uh, the recovery of wounded service members and veterans. And uh, so hockey is near and dear to us. So we knew, we knew that there were warrior ice hockey um, teams around. And I think we got you know, an inquiry about, do you ever support warrior ice hockey? Because we can't afford the ice time. So I'm like, what are you talking about? You can't afford the ice time. Well, and then you start talking to a team and they say, some of us are stand up, some of us are in a sled, 
All of us have been wounded. Many of us have the pur a Purple Heart. All of us are members of USA Hockey, which is a mandate of ours, though they have membership. But <clears throat> ice time can be $500 an hour. And a lot of these guys don't work. So some do. And, you know, it goes anywhere from 375 to 500. Even at 1 in the afternoon or 10 o'clock at night, I'm like, well, seriously, mm. are you kidding me? So for them, it's all about the camaraderie. And, and now we will say, because of COVID, it's about connection. And if they don't have that connection, a lot of them have never skated before, but they learn. And it's all about that connection with others, right? So we're in Alaska, North Carolina, South Carolina, Washington, D.C., Minnesota, and New Hampshire, Vermont. We are talking to Dot Sheehan of Operation Hattrick. You're listening to the original Retro Brand Podcast. From time to time, many of those service members and veterans that you're working with need to have medical procedures far away from their homes, and flying commercially can be difficult, a triggering event. Can you tell us a little bit about Hero Flights and how you've been helping in that effort? Yeah, we got a call from Hero Flights one day, and he was brand new as, an, as a charity, also had a permanent job with Amazon, and he said, I have a small plane. Believe me. You'll never get me in that plane. It's so small, Woo! but it's high tech, really new guys. Love it. All that stuff. And he said, I can only go up so high and so far, but I have been paying for flights on my own for guys with traumatic brain injuries to go to their doctor's appointments. I said, why isn't the military paying? He said, the VA will only pay for a commercial flight if they pay for that hmm. and a commercial flight because of the, the lights will trigger an anxiety attack. Their attention span is very short. They get confused. Mm -hmm. They get lost. Security is called. They're embarrassed and they'll never go to a doctor's appointment again. So he said, you know, we've got some, Lisa, there was a guy who was in Pittsburgh and he couldn't afford to fly home for Christmas. He said, so I picked him up, brought him where he lives. Two weeks later, I picked him up again and brought him back to the doctor. Or I think he was probably inpatient. And it's like, wow. The women will say, how, did, how could you go in that small plane? They said, uh, like the chopper I was in every day was at, uh, exactly safe. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, right, right. Right, right. Yeah. So, so we have funded several flights of his because, you know, after a while, you can't afford to be between the the permits and the gas and all that, it's extremely, extremely difficult. Thank you, Dot, for taking time to speak with us today on the original Retro Brand Podcast. Dot says the goal of Operation Hat Trick is to make a difference in the local communities of the schools and other organizations that Operation Hat Trick partners with. She says the goal of Operation Hat Trick is to make a difference in all 50 states. For more information, go to Operation Hat Trick Org. You've been listening to the original Retro Brand Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Crutcher. Thank you for listening, and please join us next time. <laughs>